You're listening to Cobs and Spikes, the podcast from the International Maize and Wheat Improvement Center, CIMIT. I'm your host, Rachel Kramer. This is a space where we're going to break down complex science into bite-sized, audio-rich explainers. We also have real conversations with experts from around the world who are innovating in the fields of agriculture, food security, and nutrition. We share stories that link CIMIT's research with real-world applications. In this episode, CIMIT Communications Manager Rodrigo Ordinez talks to Martha Haley, the Chief Operations Officer at Hello Tractor. For small-scale farmers, mechanization and other appropriate technologies have a big impact on agricultural production and yield. However, they might lack the resources to buy these tools. Hello Tractor is trying to fix this. This company has been dubbed the Uber for the farm and allows tractor owners to easily rent their equipment to farmers in addition to other features. Today on Cops and Spikes, we're talking to Martha Haile, Chief Operations Officer at Hello Tractor, about the company and about social innovation. Hello, Martha. Thank you for talking to us. Hi, good afternoon. To start with, could you please give an overview of Hello Tractor and explain what is it and how exactly does it work? Sure. So uh, first of all, thank you for having me on and for inviting Hello Tractor. So we are an uh, agricultural technology company, uh, and we've created or developed a digital tractor sharing uh, platform to connect tractor owners to smallholder farmers in the market. So what we do essentially is we provide tractor owners with insights uh, to de-risk uh, management of their fleet of tractors. It provides insights into uh, remote tracking, where their tractors are located, operator management, um, maintenance and re- uh, repair uh, scheduling, and also an opportunity uh, to directly book uh, tractor services for farmers right in the, in the app. And for smallholder farmers, it provides them with um, easier access to tractors that are in the market. At the World Food Prize and Borlaug Dialogues last October, you talked about the beginnings of the company. I found it quite interesting how initially you had a very clear idea of what you wanted to develop, but then eventually you decided to change course. Could you please talk about those changes and that process and what were some of the lessons you learned along the way? When we first entered into the market, and we we first you know we first really started in uh, 2015, and uh, we focused on the Nigerian market, and our original business model was it was built on this premise of collaborative consumption, and we were selling affordable, uh, low cost and uh, low horsepower two wheel tractors that were equipped with our monitoring devices to farmers and to cooperatives, uh, and we wanted to create a model where smart tractor owners could identify and service the smallholder demand. And the the challenge there was that banks were very risk-adverse and imposed prohibitive interest rates and down payments for machinery purposes, which made it really quite, you know, it was very challenging for them, these smallholder farmers, to to purchase these uh, to purchase the tractors, to purchase these assets. And the when we were there, it was also, you know, Nigeria went through for the first time in, in I believe, about 10 years in a recession. And so it was this, the recession matched with the um, commercial banks not really willing to provide any type of financial support to 
who we deem kind of our target customers. And so we we kind of learned from that process and we moved away from selling the smart tractors into, um, into the market. And we focused on tractors that were already in the market. So we then started focusing on, okay, how do we put our technology onto tractors that are already in the market to help them increase their operational efficiency? And so from there, uh, we've grown considerably and we've learned a lot of lessons on, number one, the, the financial uh, kind of the, the ecosystem that is really required for mechanization to, to grow and to really sustain, um, aided by uh, the value of the technology and the insights that HelloTractor can provide to tractor owners. Mm-hmm. So it's a, if I understand it well, it's a, it's a device that's fitted with a SIM card and it, it can con- work offline, but then connect and, and harvest more data that's useful for the tractor owner and the, and the renters as well, right? Right. Yep. So the monitoring device sits on to any, we install it on any tractor in the market um, and it's GPS and GPRS enabled. And so through, you know, the sensors and through this type of technology, we can capture um location we can capture a lot of data from these tractors whether it's within um uh, whether they have data or even if they're outside of kind of these data the data dead zones um the the data is collected and then it uploads once they get into um, a more connected area you just mentioned that hello tractor started in nigeria but since then it has expanded to several other countries correct So we've expanded into about uh, five countries. Uh, So Nigeria to Kenya, Senegal, Mozambique, and we've actually just entered into into Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. So that's our first entry into Asia, which is uh, really exciting for us. Right. And I'm interested to know how a solution is adapted to different contexts. Um, when you were expanding to all these countries, did the political or cultural environment create unexpected road bumps for you? And how do you find solutions? Sure. So, yeah, these these markets are very different. And I think um, aside from really political or, or even cultural differences, it's really about what is the mechanization? What does the, the environment look like? How receptive or um our farmers and tractor owners, not only to this technology, but really to mechanization itself. Because there's such a dearth of tractors, especially across sub-Saharan Africa, there is um, a, a social behavior change that has to happen in regards to one, mechanization, but also technology adoption. And so the differences that we saw were more so, is the market ready for mechanization? Uh, who are the, the market actors? And Um, how, what is it, you know, how easy is it to do business in, in each of these countries? One of the, you know, major lessons that we learned uh, when we were in Nigeria is that, you know, we can't come in, and over time, we can't come in solely as a technology provider. You know, we, we're not just adding value to, um, um, you know, to tractor services because we actually have to develop out much more of the market than we were anticipating. And and I think that you hear this probably from a lot of um, startups or, or companies within these emerging or frontier markets is that you really have to, to develop uh, a holistic um, approach to support whatever um, value or solution that you're, that, 
you were proposing. And so for us, it was really about looking at these different markets. You know, Nigeria has uh, 190 million plus population versus Kenya, which has 46 million. So what's the difference in the, the tractor owners that are already there? Uh, what's the difference in the mentality and, and the thoughts behind providing tractor services? How dispersed are smallholder farmers? You know, what's the difference in the crops? Um, and so more so than I would say political or even cultural, it was it was about what does the business environment look like? What are the the you know the the private sector policies that are in place? So, you know that that is looking at governments, um, and then also and this does go, get to the cultural question how receptive are people to innovation and to entrepreneurship? And, you know, Hello Tractor, it, you know, we were really founded based on this idea that within these communities, you know, communities across the world, and especially the communities that we're in, it is very much community-based. Um, and so collaborative consumption is really not a new concept, um, but it's one that can be strengthened with technology. And, and, you know, it can be strengthened in a variety of ways. And for us, it was about how do you share these uh, expensive assets, uh, uh, you know, within and across different communities. And, and for us, it was really about being able to collect this data to share it in a way that's, um, you know, that's much more feasible and, and much easier, which is digitally. Um, how do you share it when uh, a tractor owner is sitting in a buja and he has he or she has their tractors all across the country? Uh, and so it's really about that, adding that tech type of um, insights, no matter where you are, and, and being able to then support the collaborative consum consumption that's already kind of, you know, already part of many of these different communities. And that's, and that is something that we see in that collaborative consumption, you know, that community sharing uh, is something that we see in all of the markets that we're in. How do you approach the communities? How do you actually reach to the tractor owners and to the to the people who rent them? That's when partnerships, really developing kind of very key and strategic partnerships is critical because, you know, you can't just enter into farming communities and you guys at Summit, you've you know, you know this more than many, most people to really, to gain the trust, um, for these communities to allow you in, uh, you need to talk to farmer leads, um, or, you know, the elders within these communities. And for a small company like ours, you know, we really rely on strong partnerships that have, um, those farmer communities that know those farmer communities that you know manage different programs or that are already supplying and providing different services or products to these farmer communities and that's really how we've been able to one meet you know tractor owners that are in the market but to be able to talk to uh, these farming communities tell them about our product and also to to find booking agents because something that is very key to uh, the Hello Tractor model is that we employ booking agents. We have a booking agent network that aggregates demand. And what we found is that the best booking agents are really the ones that are coming from these farming communities. You know, the ones that are that already have the trust of the farming communities and the ones that are entrepreneurial um, and innovative. And, and, you know, sometimes and oftentimes these are young people who are already invested in technology and they see Hello Tractor as an opportunity to, uh, of course, you know, uh, gain employment or to to make income. 
and also for many of them to create impact, to really to support the farmers in their community, gain access to tractor service, which, you know, the majority of farmers already want and already desire. So how many users do you currently have? So for the number, we have over a thousand tractors on our platform and we don't, um, uh, we don't directly manage uh, or have, you know, direct insights into the farmers that they service. But we've, through our, you know, through our, through our customers, we've learned that, you know, definitely just in Nigeria alone, they've serviced over 250,000 farmers in the last two years. So each tractor, um, you know, on average per year can service up to uh, 250 farmers. And apart from that, what other partnerships are helping Hello Tractor to scale up? Yeah, we, we you know, we have a, many different types of uh, partners. We actually just launched um, a new partnership with IBM Research, which is really exciting for us, you know, a really key technology partner for Hello Tractor to start diving into blockchain and advanced analytics um, and really being able to strengthen uh, the the type of data that we're able to collect um, and push out to the different customers that we do have. So that's a really exciting partnership that just launched this this week. And uh, another key partner is John Deere, and as you know, a tractor OEM, the you know one of the leading global tractor OEMs in the world. Uh, we view that as a very key partnership for us. And in May, we were able um, to launch with John Deere um, uh, a new partnership that would bring in 10,000 tractors with the federal government of Nigeria into Nigeria over the next five years. These are John Deere tractors that are fitted with Hello Tractor technology. And so these types of partnerships, you know, with a tractor OEM like John Deere and a technology partner like IBM Research are, are really key to help Hello Tractor um, grow and to scale into different markets, but also really to strengthen the types of, um, and improve the, the type of product that we're able to um, sell to our customers and really improve their overall experience of tractor management or, you know, being able for farmers to, to have access to the types of uh, tractors that they want in the market. And then even beyond those, you know, to, for booking agents as well, and increasingly for tractor dealers and for even for financial institutions, um, you know, we provide a, you know, this loan portfolio uh, management tool that allows uh, these financial banks to really be able to track the assets that they're financing, to track them on a, you know, on a recurring basis to understand how many farmers are they servicing, how much revenue is coming in, and with that, based on this type of data and information, how likely is it that these loan recipients would be able to pay off their tractors within the given loan period. So it's a really just across the board, a really exciting time for us, um, uh, you know, really great partnerships. Um, and then obviously uh, also being able to go into these emerging markets, these donor partners such as USAID are really very key for us to help de-risk our entry into these markets and provide the type of funding that we need and that we've needed over the past four years to really be able to, to create, uh, to pivot, 
um, and to have the flexibility um, that we've needed to understand the markets much more and to adapt our technology based on the local needs of the different markets that we're in. And what else is on the horizon for Hello Tractor? Where do you see the company in five or 10 years? Across, you know, across the world. So as I mentioned, you know, we're going to Asia, which is a very exciting for us. And I hate to keep using that word exciting, but it's, you know, Hello Tractor, where, you know, there's a lot going on and uh, our, our team is, is is really happy in the direction that we're going. And Asia is a really fascinating market for us. It's uh, obviously, not obviously, but tractors are more um, prevalent across different countries uh, in, in Asia. And mechanization is... Um, is something that's, uh, I think, worked there much more than it has in sub-Saharan Africa. And so looking at the numbers and the potential growth there is very exciting. We're also, we just launched a pilot in Pakistan as well uh, with a partner on the ground there, Good Earth. So that's that's great. And to go back to even our partnership with John Deere, to be able to work so closely with uh, a, leader, a leading tractor OEM like John Deere is incredible for, for a company like ours to really to learn to co-create and to grow with such a partner is an amazing opportunity for, for our company. Um, and we hope to do that beyond even just this Nigeria, uh, beyond Nigeria. And in addition, and not to keep repeating, but also this IBM. So looking at blockchain and being able to look at, you know, artificial intelligence and capturing uh, all of these analytics and insights and being able to then push out that type of data that could help in terms of looking at how to increase yields, are yields increasing, um, and to receive insights to really save time and earn more and and just to empower the different actors across the mechanization ecosystem from the financial institutions to the dealers is really important. And it and that goes back to what I was saying previously about, you know, Hello Tractor. We entered into the market thinking, you know, we have this technology and we could just sell the technology. But no, we really have to uh, strengthen the entire ecosystem. How do you see the agricultural innovation and tech sector in Africa, in particular in the countries where you operate? Are there many opportunities to find real world solutions that can help farmers? So, in a nutshell, yes. I think that, you know, agriculture. And the role of technology in agriculture is increasing. It's not going anywhere. Renewed interest by governments, um, increasing interest by investors, and the growing number of agricultural technology companies across the continent, specifically in Kenya and Nigeria, I think it just demonstrates that people see that there is an opportunity um, not solely just to create new products and solutions, um, but also that there is money and there's business in it. And so, you know, I think it's here to stay and it'll be interesting just to see how it continues to grow over the, the next couple of years. And this question might be a bit challenging to answer, but I want to, I want to pick your brain about it. What do you see as some of tech's limitations in solving real world issues like hunger and poverty? It, this is going to be a simple and hard response, I guess, or challenging response, but you know, the people who are in most charge of feeding the world or, you know, have a, a large role to play in that are smallholder farmers. And they are also the least tech savvy. And so I think that that is the biggest limitation is how do you decrease the gap, the technology gap for smallholder farmers? And to do that, and after you do that, I do think that you are going to see 
uh, hunger decrease, you know, food security increase because of the the information that can be shared with farmers, um, and obviously the different actions that farmers can take with this incoming data and incoming information, but also for uh, you know for solution providers for us to be able to have um, access to farmers, you know, it's it's two way to access to farmers to actually provide our products and solutions would also help, uh, you know, decrease hunger around the world. So I think that's, I, I think that's probably one of the, the largest limitations is that technology has just not penetrated enough within the smallholder farmer communities. Learn how Simit and its partners are working on smart solutions by visiting our website, www.cimmyt.org. Thanks for listening to Cops and Spikes. You can subscribe by searching for Cops and Spikes on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts.